Well, hello, everyone. And uh, in this episode, we are going to discuss sailing Disney Cruise Line with your kids. Uh, from the Bob Varley studio here in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. <laughs> for the week of November 18th, uh, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Oops. Well, that was certainly an interesting uh, intro. Hello again, and welcome to the Diz Unplugged. I am your host, Dustin West, and I am joined at the table... In this episode, by my good friends Teresa Eccles, Jenny Lynn Knopp, Leah Zanola, Corey Martin, and back in the production nook, we have associate producer Craig Williams. And uh, again, welcome everybody. You know how when like it rains, people forget how to drive. Yeah. I think when it's cold here in Florida, we just forget everything. Yeah, we're like <laughs> we don't know what to do. So yeah. what it is. In a different zone. It is oddly chilly today and and yesterday. Um, so uh, we wanted to talk about uh, taking a Disney cruise, you know, with with kids. And uh, uh, we had uh, Leah is in this week uh, from Illinois, and so that kind of inspired us, I think, to talk about something more kid related. And it just turned out that uh, everybody else at the table uh, has varying age groups of uh, children. And then there's me and Craig. I was going to say, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I thought this would be a good topic. Plus, we've got cruising on the mind. We're all uh, yes. you know, heading out. Gearing up cruise. for podcast cruise. That's right. Um, so I just need to pull up my notes real quick, and uh, because I'm horribly unprepared, and uh, I and they're here somewhere. Cruising okay. on my mind. Yeah, mind on my cruising. It's <laughs> a song, right? Now. <laughs> uh, so so we, we we you know we've definitely covered. The cruises, whenever like the new ships have come out, or when any changes have been done with the sh- uh, the ships, but I, I definitely thought it'd be good to uh, to focus on what it's like to take a Disney cruise with kids, and what are some of the considerations with that. Uh, I know JL, you just got off a cruise not too long ago, yeah. and you've written several articles and blogs a- a- about that. And uh, Leah, of course, you've written a lot of articles and blogs about kids and mm-hmm. and, and cruise line in specific. Uh, but uh, one of uh, your more recent ones was your six tips for. A smooth embarkation day mm-hmm. on your Disney cruise. And I thought we could open up this discussion talking about what are some of the special considerations, uh, especially with having children on uh, embarkation day. So I don't know if you um, want to share some of I those I mean, you tips. mean just go through the Yeah, absolutely. The and we things. can kind of chat about it. Um, so the first thing is to complete your online check-in and that way you're prepared ahead of time. Amen. Yeah. If you don't <laughs> do that, when you get to the terminal, then you've got to go stand in the line of people who have not filled out all of their papers and all their documents with your kids, and it's just kind of a big pain. So. Inevitably, I always show up at the uh, the port, and it's like, oh, yeah, online check-in. I forgot. <laughs> but then I have to wait in the line. But I can't imagine that that would be... Well, you can sign your kids up ahead of time for the kids' clubs, and so you can set your password so that there's a password for you, like a security password, to get them out. You can do all of that ahead of time. So... Okay. It's just so much easier. I don't know yeah. if you oh, yeah. did yours I mean, all ahead of time. And when we just... went on the cruise, this was my first and only cruise, uh, but so I'm in no way an expert. And it was very last minute because it was happening in a time in my life where everything was happening at once. So over, it felt like the, the whole experience was very rushed and I wasn't really prepared. But that was one of the things that I did manage to do ahead of time. And it made getting on that ship very easy. I mean, we just... Went straight through the line, got on ship. I already had my password, all of those things, and um, I was very pleased with myself. There was a lot of things that I probably did not do right on the cruise, but that one I did right. <laughs> There's a separate desk for the kids um, in the terminal, so you go over there and you can get your Mickey bands. And I think they look different now, so I don't. I, do you still get them in the terminal? No, they gave us the bands at the kids' okay. club counter. Okay. In 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 uh, and this is just ignorance on my part because I, I don't have children I've never cruised with children um, I know for adults when you go on a cruise you have to like 
either have a passport or you have to have a birth certificate and all that. Is there, what is the process with children? Um, so it's really, it's the same. I mean, you can get them a passport if you want to, but you don't have to. Um, you can just bring their birth certificate. If you're doing a closed loop cruise, which means you're leaving and coming back to a U.S. port, then you can just do the birth certificate. If you're not, then you should have a passport. As a travel so, agent, I recommend the passport. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. If well, you can at all do it, do if it. If anything because, happens yeah. and you have to fly home, then you have to have a passport. Oh, okay. So it's just better to. Or have Or even it. if I, something you, if something happens while you're in port, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's good to have it, and it's always good to have a copy of it with you when you're off the ship. Basically, you can't board a plane without right. a passport. The uh, birth certificate isn't going to cut it. Yeah. So let's say there's a medical emergency and you have to be flown from the boat, which actually happened on my cruise. Interestingly enough, that was weird, and. Um, you wouldn't be able to fly, or your children wouldn't be able to fly unless they had passports. Well, I never, re- I never really traveled much when I was a kid, especially not on planes. So, my whole experience as a kid was I never had any kind of form of identification. So, mm-hmm. I, I guess, yeah, maybe you're not who you think you are. I'm not. I mean, I had a birth certificate, but I never had to use it for anything. I have no identification whatsoever. It's just a question I had. I, but I you know really what? If, if you're booking your cruise far enough out, and it's not a last minute cruise. There's time if you have more than one child, a couple children. I just try to space it over, over the year, over the time that I have. So you're just doing like one passport at a time. So it's not it's a big. Expensive. It is expensive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the second thing is to arrive early. You can choose your port arrival time when you're doing your online check-in. And so we think it's better to get there as early as possible because, why not? Why? Oh, yeah. Why hang out in your hotel room or? you know, whatever, in the morning. Go ahead and get to the terminal. You get through your check-in quick because you've already done it online. And then um, you can take pictures with Mickey and Minnie are there. Your kids can look at the big model of the ship. You can, you know, hang out until they call your name to go on board. So Right. And that is, so are you saying get there before your scheduled time to no, board? No, no, because there's nothing really, other than taking the pictures, there's nothing to do. There's no snacks. Yeah. Oh, there's one little vending machine, but, like, there's not enough for you to just you know entertain your kids really there are for, characters for very sometimes doing right. meet and greets, yeah but you not, can do pictures yeah. with mickey and minnie um the lines get kind of long yeah. so if you have time but no i wouldn't get there early but i just would schedule it as early as possible in the okay. day so cool um and then once you have arrived and they've called your name and everything when you board the ship we like to explore because there's not as many people on there you can take pictures in the atrium with hardly anybody in it um there's going to be um you know, it's just a great time to go around and take pictures, go look at the kids' clubs yeah. when there's nobody in there. And so it's also good for adults. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I know some adults want to go see, like, maybe, especially on the Magic, they want to go see the, the new Avengers thing. Go, you, you can go, go in and out. it's not yeah. creepy. Yeah. You're, exactly. you're allowed to go yeah. in and look at the kids' clubs. And, yeah, because even with kids, like, we want to take pictures of our kids playing in there, but we can't go do that during the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because then you're, well, you're not allowed in, and then there's other kids, and so... It's a fun time to do that. And, that and if, you, if you're adventurous, it's also a, a good time to get acclimated to the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, especially like familiarization. For first, yeah. I had no idea where I was going or what I was doing. Um, <laughs> a lot of the time, I'm a little bit directionally challenged, but it was it was helpful to have that time beforehand to kind of, you know, um, get my bearings. Where's the kids' clubs? Because mine were spread into all three different kinds of kids' clubs. And where's the movie theater? Where are the restaurants? So on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Pool deck. These are all important places you need to know where they are. I don't think you're alone there. I mean, even when you've been on a cruise several times, you still kind of say, all right, what floor? What floor is that on? Especially yeah. if it's a different ship. It yeah. could be a little bit different. And so you can also eat lunch. The buffet is open. And so mm-hmm. I figure, why pay for McDonald's on the way to the port? Eat the free you know free you've already paid for it yeah so go to the buffet and eat lunch there oh those lamb chops um the next one is to bring a carry-on bag with wheels you can't get into your stateroom till at sometimes one o'clock but normally one thirty. and so you're gonna have to carry whatever you bring on i mean you can leave your luggage and they will take that to your stateroom but if you have you know, like your medications i don't send my laptop with the porters so i've got to carry that so anything that you're carrying on can get heavy if you're carrying it around for a couple of hours. Uh, that so, is that is does. my life in general with travel because <laughs> I always travel with so much equipment mm-hmm. that I know like the whole you know these are the necessities these are things I don't want to get misplaced or stolen. Mm-hmm. I've got to travel with that, so I completely understand that. And now now that my my brother has had a child, I'm kind of 
getting used to the fact of children come with a lot of bags. Mm -hmm. They come with a lot of stuff. <laughs> there's That's diaper true. bags. There's just not figuring that out. Stuff. There's clothes. Cleaning supplies. I don't know what cleaning. Supplies. I don't want to get into that. You know, four oh nine. You know, Clorox. <laughs> and, and like a change of clothes for you know every single possible outcome. It's uh, that's actually. I'd I don't know if this is one of your points, but that is actually something that will make your embarkation day easier if you're bringing a change of clothes and bathing suits. That's the next thing. Oh, so, yeah. sorry. No, go ahead. Start it. Yeah, let's start it. Well, um, you're, there's, but there's the pool. <laughs> so <laughs> that's something you can do before you go to your room. So it's, and it's really not helpful. crowded for once. Yeah, yeah, it's probably the only time. Yeah. I mean, really, those pools are terrible. I think that, yeah, anyway, going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so change of clothes, bathing suits, bring them with you in your bag. Or wear them. This picture that's up is our kids, our boys. They just wore their swimsuits and their little swim shirts and Crocs, and there was nobody around, so they got to swim and mm -hmm. enjoy the area with nobody uh, Based else on this picture, I, this is in one of the splash zones. I think that's either on the Dream or the Fantasy. I think it's the Fantasy. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you about that. Beyond just the pools, when the when the when you first board the ship, are the are the slides and the aqueduct and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff, that's all operational? Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. Yep. That's when you should do that stuff. Either yeah. that then or like one of the busy days, like a, like a castaway, castaway key. key That's a good day to do it. You know, everybody's off the ship. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, we did the aqueduct just over and over and over because there's nobody there. Yeah. So. And those can yeah. get some really long lines, mm -hmm. especially on sea days. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and there's bathrooms on that pool deck, so you can always change back into your clothes if you're mm -hmm. if you're done swimming before your stateroom's open. It's a good so. way to pass that time without like. You know, standing in the the stairwell portion of the hallway, just waiting for them to waiting open up for them to take down that little thing that's blocking the stateroom yeah, hallway. Yeah, which yeah. I've done a couple times. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can limbo under that. <laughs> I've done nothing it. stopping. I'm a grown man. Nothing stopping me from walking. Nothing stopping me from limboing. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, the last thing is just to unpack right away, mm -hmm. because if you don't, then you're going to end up doing it. Later that night, you know, you're rushing to get things done as the kids are ready for bed, and it's just kind of a pain. So we would prefer to just unpack and be totally done, and that way we don't have to mess with it later. Providing it's, your luggage has arrived. Well, when, yeah. yeah, once your luggage arrives. But that way it's just done. And you can go to the show at night. You can take the kids to the kids' club, and you're not stuck in your stateroom unpacking. I'm realizing as you're saying these tips for your embarkation that... I, as a grown man, could benefit from these. You know, it's, it doesn't just relate to people with children. Like cleaning supplies, cleaning supplies, <laughs> bring a parka and wear your, I, wear your swimsuit, right? And my Crocs, and I should uh, probably unpack my bag. Usually, I'm just always out of the suitcase. Mm -hmm. It's much better to have your stuff in the drawers. And I mm -hmm. know exactly what you mean. You, that's like the last thing you want to do on your first day because the first day is very eventful, mm -hmm. and that's like the last thing you want to be doing when you're ready to go to bed. Right. Not only that, but you're your host, your stateroom host comes in there to do things for you and it's just probably nicer for them to have everything put out of the way. Yeah, if you've got your stuff all over the bed and they're coming in trying to... They're trying to turn yeah. down the sheets for you or make little nice animal <laughs> towel things. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. It's just nice to have everything put away when they come in. Do you keep a tidy room, Jenny Lynn? Not when we go on trips, but when I have my kids I do because otherwise it gets out of control very quickly. And they follow your lead, huh? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I, I like to keep it tidy, whether the kids are there or not, because then... Well, you almost... You know. you, like, if you have four people or five people in a room, you need to keep it yeah, tidy. Yeah, you got to keep it. That's what I'm saying. It gets really, really crowded with, in a dirty room. First thing I do with my children is um, I assign drawers. This mm -hmm. is yours. This is yours. You keep your whatever, your crap. Keep your drawers in your drawers. Keep your drawers <laughs> in your drawers. Keep your stuff picked up. This is for your dirties. This is for your clean. Everything's laid out, and everybody's got their assigned spot, especially when they were younger. Yeah. yeah. And I knew. And then with it the... It just has to be that way with kids. Yeah. If you're with yourself, not so much. I can I can exist in what I call organized mess, mm -hmm. but not with my children. I would say one thing about... Uh, like, we, like Julie and I, before we had kids, we loved the rooms with the veranda. I mean, even this year, we have a room with the veranda. But, you know, with kids, it adds another layer of what if. You know, what oh, yeah. if they get out on that veranda... And, you know, they have chairs out there. I mean, they could easily step on a chair. I, I don't know. That, it, it they could go under the railing out. and end up with yeah. the animals. Yeah. In yeah. The well, that's an animal kingdom. Yeah. That's a animal. whole nother. <laughs> that's a different side of Disney there. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know we, we talked about this, that I think, you know, we would want to do an inside stateroom or a big porthole uh, room so we didn't have to deal with that whole veranda and those worries. 
Um, but I don't know. Well, we're My about first cruise, um, Stella was what six, I think. She was finishing up first grade or in first grade, and I did not want a veranda because I was for that reason. Not, I mean, I just didn't want her to go over the side. You know, like, cause I, I'm not a water person anyway. I knew I wouldn't go after. I'd just be waving. <laughs> There's a ferret shoe in the water somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> the whole crews were looking, where's this other shoe? It's, it's in the water, it's in yeah. The water. Well, I, just, I thought that would be a good way to open up this discussion because that's really that's the start of your cruise, and those are some great tips uh, for, for folks with kids on that. I also wanted to uh, discuss your food options on, on board. Um, there's different types of restaurants, obviously. There's the rotational restaurants, um, and then there's the more fast food type options, and then there's just snack places and, and the buffets and stuff like that. So maybe you guys could share your opinions on what have been your best experiences with kids and the different types of restaurants. Who wants to open that up? We like to do room service a lot for breakfast because then we don't have to have everybody all dressed and ready to go. And it's not even getting them ready, but like we have to then be ready before them, you know, to to go out because you don't really want to go out in your at least I don't in my pajamas and yeah. you know so we do room service and we wouldn't do that in a hotel because you're actually paying for room service prices but this is but complimentary you're, right you're just paying for the tips and so it's not nearly as much so we do that and we let the kids pick you know the night before choose what you want to eat so they've decided so that's what we do most so you of always the time. do breakfast most of the time yeah. in the room we yeah. um hmm. my kids are a little older obviously mm-hmm. the last cruise we were on um it was just the girls and we Stella liked room service or she'd wait for me Grace was as a teenager up and out I'm going to eat on my own and I'll be back or I'll go get something and, and you know we give her a list bring this back to the room <laughs> use your children when you can yeah. and so we did that a lot for breakfast and or a lot of times the teenagers they'll just skip breakfast you know because yeah. they'd rather sleep Mm-hmm. My other, my older two always hit the all-you-can-eat buffet. The buffet, yeah. yeah. That's what they wanted to do. My younger one, she and I would go more to the the sit-down restaurants because we we just liked doing that together. But um, the other ones, they just kind of wanted to go get what they wanted, be done with it, and then, and then get on with moving, whatever yeah. their activity was. What about what about the whole? You know, at least from my perspective as an adult, there's uh, you don't have to on a Disney cruise, but there is kind of this. Um, more more formal dinner in the sense that oh everybody's getting ready for dinner and it's kind of an event it's this dinner event on the disney cruise ships what are you guys thoughts on having your kids there do do they feel comfortable uh are you comfortable with them with the other folks that maybe don't have kids are you talking about formal night or just not necessarily general general in general because dinner on the disney ships the rotational dining is more of an event than other cruise lines. It is, lines. yeah. It is yeah. an event. I'll say, in, <clears throat> with my kids, and I actually have a, a post coming up on the Disney soon about this, me time versus we time. Um, you know, I tried to allow my children to be a little bit independent when we went on the cruise because they're a little bit older. But there were um, certain activities that I was like, nope, this is, we are doing this together. I understand that you all have your things you want to do, and that's good. I'm going to allow that. But we will be together for this, this, and this. One of those non-negotiables was dinner. And we would eat dinner together in whatever rotated restaurant we were in. And it was great. And I, I loved it. They enjoyed it. Um, we were on the Fantasy so they had three restaurants there. The first one was Royal. Ah, I can't remember if that's Palace. I don't or know if it's Palace or Court. I court. Don't Royal Court is okay. the Royal Court, and then the Enchanted Garden and Animator's Palette. I think they felt like um, the Royal Court was a little stiff, um, but they still enjoyed it. The food was still good. Uh, they really, really liked the Enchanted Garden. Um, it just has a very whimsical feel to it. Yeah, I would imagine, though, kids would most like Animator's Palette, if I had to guess. They did love Animator's Palette. Um, for the, there was an activity that they did there where they handed, before we were permitted to order our meal and eat, they gave us a, um, a placemat, and everyone had to draw a character on the placemat. And then what we didn't realize was later on, they put every single person's animated picture in this movie that they make oh i love that that's My like one of the best things spoiler alert crazy <laughs> yeah, right. Most well sorry no, they're listening to find no. out yeah. um Anyway, my kids went crazy over that. Yeah. They were asking if there was any way that we were able to get, you know, a copy of the video that they had made. And, I mean, they just loved it. Plus, the you know, the restaurant changes. But that also happens to a degree in the Enchanted Garden. Um, the Everything blooms 
by the end of the meal. And they got a really big kick out of that. And every time I go into that restaurant, I tell myself I'm going to pay attention to when, when the stuff changes it. and you I miss always it. miss it. It's so subtle. You know, the, the best, I think the most important thing about the family dining together in the evening, other than the fact that you're dining as a family together is one, you're meeting new people because if you're a small family, you're dining with other people you might not know mm-hmm. or you might be traveling with, yeah. but it's still fun to dine with them. Also, the fact that you have the same server servers every night and those servers night one they might not know you but by the second night they've the, got it down they're they bringing escargo for dessert oh yeah, yeah. especially if you have a weird little fork they're if they know your kid's only going to eat you know plain colored food with nothing on it they they know that stuff i was on a cruise i can't remember which cruise it was but the the table next to us everybody at that table wanted orange soda that was like their drink of choice and they would come in with these giant trays of yeah. orange soda. like it was almost like the the ketchup at yeah. whispering canyon mm-hmm. you know they come in this giant thing of orange soda and it they be do fun. and they do little games and tricks at the table mm-hmm. for the yeah kids. they do magic yeah. tricks and yeah. they, they help cut up the kids food and they make mickeys out of the ketchup yeah, that's nice. and, by the way yeah. the whole like let me meet your needs type thing i wasn't ready for that it's I hard to get i've never had somebody else cut my children's food for yeah. me before and it was actually very difficult for me to sit there and yeah. allow someone mm-hmm. um, oh, no, help my I children that, that well, way it's the same with the lobster i can't take it when they, they cut the lobster up for me did it does anybody have uh, children or other we family have members that we have, have, we have yeah special <laughs> dietary needs that you've experienced because i know disney cruise line is mm-hmm. usually pretty good with that yes um so my oldest daughter has a peanut allergy and a dairy intolerance and she shouldn't be eating gluten and so on and so forth so um we gave that a little test run on the cruise line and everyone was amazing to a degree that it um really took me aback and Again, there's another post on the Diz if you guys want to learn a little bit more in depth about the the options for people with special special dietary items. The best thing to do when you have a situation like that is to stick to the restaurants. Uh, They actually are more comfortable in that setting because they can accommodate you individually and um, they have the best equipment in order to meet those needs. They can accommodate you at the snack counters and um, the buffet as well, but it's a little bit more um, laborious. The chef will come out to talk to you, but you're just gonna you're gonna be waiting longer. It's not gonna be the the convenient fast food thing that it yeah. is for everyone else. It's um, they would still prefer you to if they know that you want to pick something up at the snack counter. They actually kind of want you to order it the night before, and then they'll have it ready for you to pick up the next day but um it's it's just more easy for them as well as yourself if you're in the restaurants and the chefs are fantastic once they get it down what you can and cannot have not only um do you have options that are laid out specifically on the menu but the the chefs will start to brainstorm themselves mm-hmm. about what they think that you're going to like according to your taste that they learn within the week and they start coming up with some very creative things and they're just on the ball with it like Margo with her gluten issue after that first night there was automatically a, a bowl of gluten free rolls brought specifically to her to yeah. her table I mean to her position at the table um, I mean this isn't special dietary but like they knew that we that we liked lemons with our water. So lemons were automatically on the table before we even got there. Did you tell them ahead of time of her issues? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, we, we um, sent in a thing that had all of that laid out. And they came and they spoke to us about it the first mm-hmm. night. And um, oh, I it was to just ask, there from, that, from then on. Sorry, I wanted to ask you about that. Do they make that difficult to send something in beforehand? Or is that just part of the process? I have never been through such an easy process with special dietary needs as I did on the cruise line. And I've had to do it in the parks as well. But this was effortless. Now, I assume you can do that on online check-in. Say, you know, say Margo was five and she was going to the kids' clubs. I mean, you're not there to tell them what she the, needs, you can do that online. The kids clubs are notified. The, yeah. Everyone is notified. If you take care of this ahead of time, everyone that um, should be coming in contact with your child in mm-hmm. a supervisory type of position is notified of the situation. So um, in Elle's case, she doesn't have any specific allergies that we're aware of, but we also try to be very careful of her food choices because she does have a history of it from when she was young. And so she knew that she wasn't supposed to um, eat when she was there, and the people at the kids' clubs were notified that this isn't like an extreme situation, but we we would prefer not. So when they were feeding the other children... They would just take her and remove her to another location in the kids' club. And she actually, I mean, 
in, in a way, it was even cooler because she got a lot of very individualized attention from yeah. the, the caretakers, and she just felt so special because, <laughs> you know, she's getting the sole attention of this one person while they're working on a craft, and it's just the two of them. Stella had that you know? experience one time. I forgot her in the club, and the club had closed, and they called me. I was sound asleep in bed. They called me, and, <laughs> and Ms. Eccles, um, you, does someone want to come get Stella? And I went and got her, and she had every one of them. She had every one of them to herself, and she was sitting in the middle, and <laughs> She felt special for until I showed up. and then. Yeah. One thing I did want to say, what I found out is, um, going back to Embarkation Day, if you have special dietary needs, you have the option when you get on board of ask a crew member, and they will be able to tell them about your, your special dietary situation. They have uh, an option where you can go and you can speak with a chef right then okay. before everything starts. So they'll tell you where the location is, and then you can go and let them know of your specific situation, and, and that way you can know that you've got that one-on-one communication. It's not just on a piece of paper and something might be overlooked. You can cross your T's and dot your I's. I would make sure before the, you even go that far, before you're even um, on the cruise, to make sure your, your reservation's noted, whether it's yeah. with an agent or you do it yourself. That way you do have that extra layer of protection that we've noted it, you've noted it, the ship has noted it, but I always recommend once you get on the ship to, you know, like Jenny Lynn said, to make sure everything's covered. So, well, I want to I want to move on real quick, but I think it's it's really good that we kind of hit the point that even though, uh, especially in the dining rooms, even though it can feel like more of an event, kids are completely, uh, kids and parents are very comfortable in that, and that's that's something special I think about Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I want to talk about was the kids' clubs. You just brought that up, um, and uh, maybe we can just give a brief overview of how the kids clubs work and how they're special to Disney and then just kind of uh, talk about you know maybe which ones are the best or what are the different age groups and how do, how do the kids kind of fall in line there so um, yeah anybody we've never been to the kids clubs we've only experienced a nursery this year we'll be able to do the kids clubs so we've only put Ferris and Finley in the nursery and you do have to pay for that mm-hmm. and I, I think it's open from uh, ten, nine to 11 something like that and it's nine dollars for the first child eight dollars for the second child yeah. per hour it can add hour. up it adds up yeah. fast yeah i cannot wait to save that money the nursery is um six months to three and um i think you can't can you not go in the kids club still you're potty trained that is correct that right. you have to okay. be potty trained yeah. yeah then the oceaneers club and lab is three to 12 and then edge is 11 to 14 and vibe is 14 to 17 when yeah. i found out though is that those boundaries are not hard and fast if your child is kind of near the cusp on something they'll either let them move up or move back well it's the kid's choice at that point or exactly. your choice yeah mm-hmm. uh, miller was at an age where he was permitted to choose in between the edge and the vibe and he was also old enough to check himself in and out and so he got a big kick out of that actually and so he would frequently you know oh well they're playing dodgeball in the kids club so i'm gonna i'm sorry did i say edge and vibe i meant the kids club and the edge um if they were playing dodgeball in the club that's where he wanted to be and then he'd check out and then he'd go over to the edge where they're having a pizza that's party that's because he was bigger than all the other kids and he wanted to like yeah. 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 it is it's you a, a do i want to be the do i want to be the big kid and rule over everybody, or do I want to yeah. go over here and listen to see what the big kids are doing? But he, yeah, but he liked it, and they let him go in between uh, both of them, and I didn't even have to be there to check him in and out. They allowed him to check himself in and How out. How old is he? He's 12. I think at 9, you can start checking yourself in and out. Yeah. Now, Still, I'm sorry. You, you you mentioned the pricing on the nursery. Are the kids' clubs free? Yes, yes they are. are yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You pay a reduced... You don't pay... Like the same amount for an for a child as you do for an adult. Babies are fifty percent of the child's rate, so you're already you're paying less. But then for the nursery, you do have to pay, you know, because they require more care. Yeah, and so you are paying per yeah. hour. And I'm sure so. there's more uh, special requirements for the cast members. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean there, there are there are bottles, there's formula, mm-hmm. there's changing diapers, there's just more, tons yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you got to rock them to sleep. Some yeah. kids clubs are more free form. Mm-hmm. And now, when I'm on the cruise. I feel like it's so rare for me to see children unless it's at the pools or it's at dinner. That's because they don't come out of the kids' clubs. That's they, what I was going to ask. Our I think boys they don't go to the bars either. No, our <laughs> boys are there all the time. They they come out for supper, like Jenny Lynn said. That's mm-hmm. We're all eating And you drag together, them out sometimes. And then they go back. 
and I hope. we have to come and say it's time for bed. You the have person to I had the hardest time getting out of there was my 14-year-old, my teenager. Yeah. She wanted to be in Vibe all the time. I don't know what they were doing in there, but they were having <laughs> Yeah, once they were there. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was great. She was, they, I think they have, is it their own deck? I don't know. I, was, I felt like I wasn't even outside. They're in the pool, if you want to call On the fantasy, at least, they have basically that whole front portion of yeah, the ship. Yeah, they have their own deck, yeah. their own pool. She was in there playing video games. I, they even make a movie. Like yeah. they all yeah. work, they work all week on making a zombie movie. Oh so many, gosh. so many activities yeah. for them to do. She'd be out. I've never let my child stay out this late, but she'd be like, "Mom, please let me stay out till one." They're doing. Please such let an- me stay out till eight p.m. Right? <laughs> so I, I actually let her stay out till one a.m. I've never done that before in my life. I probably won't ever do it off of a boat. But well, she wasn't roaming the streets of Orlando. Exactly. She was on a in a. She was in a safe container, environment, which is you know. why I allowed it. Well, but- I, I'm sorry. I, I definitely feel like. The kids' clubs make Disney stand out amongst other cruise lines. But it also seems to be that you see a lot of people don't book Disney Cruise Line because they think it's going to be filled with children. But I think the point that I just brought up says something. Like, I never see the kids. It, it's so good that they're always there. And if you want to have that adult experience, you absolutely can. You can. It I've depends a, on the I've location. I've got a lot of yeah. clients that are that are child free, and they love they, the love of Disney is bringing them to the cruise yeah. ship. Mm-hmm. Now, do you guys feel like um, certain Disney ships? There's the four Disney ships. Certain Disney ships are better with kids clubs and the amenities, or does does it not really matter across the ships? I don't, I don't know. I think it really matters. I mean, we we were on the Wonder in 2010, and it's not there's not all the technology. In there, but I, you know, that's going to be fixed. I imagine oh, yeah. they're going to, you know, rehab that next year. Um, so I don't know. It's hard to to say now, but it's all just so well, technological. The two, the two classic it. ships, the the kids clubs, the Explorer, and the what is it? The um, well, the Oceaneers Club. Yeah. They, it was two different locations. Yes, mm-hmm. and with the two newer ships, they're connected, they're, they're connected with that kitchen galley area, mm-hmm. and kids can are free to go back and forth, which I think is a nicer. Mm-hmm. The first time I did it, I was a little leery because I thought, well, do we really want the big kids mixing with the smaller kids? But I think they probably just don't really. You know, I was going to say the twelve year olds not going to want to go play. Themselves. Right, they separate themselves. But, but you know, some of the shyer, bigger kids can go. You know. And be more of an observer, or go help with the little kids, or you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a nice. Uh, and they've I got like planned activities the whole day. You don't have to do them, but you can. You can just play by yourself. Like, there you can print. They've got a printer somehow that you can print out all kinds of pictures. And so Jacob every time comes back with these stacks, and I just keep thinking, you're wasting all this ink. <laughs> and but so and, he, and then he likes Such to, a ink. I know. And then he likes to drive the ship. There's something where it's like yeah, a it's you know, like virtual that. reality kind of thing, and that's what he does the entire time. Yeah. yeah. So you can do the activities if you want to but you don't have to and they're all so. individually in little compartments so right you know if you want to be over in the reading story time whatever you want to be watching a movie you can be out there dancing and you're not really being bothered by the other kids doing something beside you because you're in your own little space yeah and the counselors learn who they are i mean like we've got one guy that we're friends with he lives in england and we skype with him oh, because wow. the kids became such good friends with mm-hmm. him and you know we've sent packages back and forth and because they I think they saw him on two different cruises and just formed this bond. And, you know, they really get to know the, the counselors. They're just, they have so much individual attention towards these kids. It's just great. That's awesome. Well, I was, I was also going to ask about, like, some of the other activities that the ships have just beyond the kids' clubs. You know, um, obviously there's the pools. There's the, the water areas. There's also, like, you know, the basketball courts and stuff like that. Um, do your kids play at that stuff do they spend time there or is it more focused on the kids clubs and what do you guys think about those areas on the ship we our kids either stay in the kids clubs we've not really done the sports decks we've gone mini golfing we've done that i think that's on the fantasy um i've done i think it's called the mickey 500 have you done that where you build a little car out of vegetables and you race it (laughs) like the pinewood derby and boy scouts yeah yeah and so you build your family as a little team and you build a car out of vegetables and you race it and that's really fun so we've done that and then um, the midship detective agency on the dream and fantasy right. we've did all your done kids that. do that no we didn't do we that. like that we've all done that it's almost yeah. like the sorcerers of the magic kingdom right in the magic kingdom wait i just yeah. said magic kingdom way too many times <laughs> on the ships yeah. yeah right yeah and that's really fun so they've done that and the sporting it. areas um i know grace on a couple of her last cruises she's sporty she's sporty 
but you know you're you've immediately making friends with the other kids in the in the teen club and then they're roaming you know because they can check themselves in and out so they're not staying in that club they're like roaming in little packs of you know teens and then and then i i don't know about disney but i was on a um Norwegian ship recently, and they had the teen groups doing scavenger hunts around yeah. the, the yeah, ships. Do I don't know if you've seen that. That is it's it's fun. It's so them, bizarre yeah. when they come in waves asking you questions. Have you seen this character? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> scary. Yeah, that's that's cool. And, and then you were talking about the pools earlier, how they get crowded uh, throughout the day. So you yeah. try to avoid those, especially on sea days. Our kids aren't really swimmers at all, and so yeah. that's just not our thing. Um, but we don't go to the pool on a sea day because it just, just seems like it wouldn't be relaxing to yeah. lounge around. Yeah. And you just have to watch. Like you're so worried they're gonna go under or go too far it's away. Like or children's just, soup, and yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I don't. We're not pool people either. A nice we shade are of pool yellow. people. My yeah. children are strong swimmers, yeah. and I still did not let them go near those pools after the. First day when it was so very, very crowded, I was just like, we're just skipping this. You guys can go in the aqueduct. You guys can go in the interactive water areas. That's fine. Pool is out. I don't. I just had visions of them being caught underneath and trampled under a hundred, yeah. you know, little wow. kids with water wings. That's gruesome. I don't, it was a very traumatic vision that I had, so I just you. didn't allow it. I like the pool area for the movies. Yeah. That's a fun family thing yes. to do that. Or just yeah. to walk by and look at Oh, it's a lovely them. place to be. I just didn't want them in that water. I yeah. But w- I think it can also be said that especially on the Dream and Fantasy, which are the larger two uh, Disney ships, that, I mean, there are a lot of pools and water play areas on that ship, probably more so than most other ships would have on other cruise lines. And so even though they do get crowded, there's a lot of options if your kids are into that. You know, um, like on the Fantasy, they have the Nemo's Reef for the toddlers, the Splash Zone, and then they also have the the, the picture we showed earlier mm-hmm. with the the buckets that dump yeah. on you. And so there's a lot of a lot of fun stuff up, up on deck that you can you can do, especially on sea days, even though it's crowded. It it really gives you a lot of options for your kids if you want. Now the next thing I wanted to talk about talking about sea days, the opposite of that is ports of call. Because the last thing I was thinking about when I was kind of working on this segment is I, other than Castaway Key, I never really think about taking kids around like the ports of call and what that experience would be like. So I thought maybe first we could talk about Castaway Key and what's offered there, because obviously Disney caters to that, uh, to children and stuff on, uh, on Castaway Key. But then I thought maybe we could talk a little bit about what your experience is on other ports of call. So uh, what's, it, what's a Castaway Key? Um, Castaway Key has Scuttles Cove for the kids. It's basically they move the whole kids club off the ship. You cannot leave your kids in the kids club on the ship on Castaway Day because all okay. the counselors are off at Scuttles Cove. Okay. Um, they do still check them in with their Mickey bands and the computers, and then you can use the wave phones if they need to to call you. Um, there's no water around there, so they don't have to worry about your kid, you know, falling in the water and getting injured. Um, it's so it's basically like a big sand dig pit, sunny thing and, sand. Burning your skin. <laughs> Stella gets burnt every time she's gone there. I don't know. Not a lot of shade there, huh? Yeah. It's I don't open. know. Or she just like standing out in the middle, all the reflective, you know. So that's, that's the organized kids' yeah. activities. I didn't, see, I didn't realize that they basically just transplant the kids' mm-hmm. club they do. onto the island. And it's yeah, cool. It's do. secure. Wow. I still never saw my teenager because <laughs> even when we went to Castaway Key, she was like, I'm with the teens. See you, Mom. <laughs> well, what's, yeah. also, what's also good about that is, you know, if they're scanning them in, they keep track of who's on the ship and who's mm-hmm. off the ship mm-hmm. and stuff Yep, there's like a that. family beach where you can all go to. There's a teen beach. Is that where she was yep. at? Yep. There's a teen yeah. beach? There is. And I, just, again, like, I felt bad when I had adults. to go get her. I was like, am I allowed? Yeah. Am I allowed here? It's the forbidden beach. You're not allowed there. No, yeah. I know. Oh, everyone even parents was, aren't allowed? No. no. <laughs> when I had to go get her, I just, like everyone's looking point. at you like, <laughs> why are you here? What are you doing? The food on Castaway is all pretty kid-friendly. It's all like barbecue stuff. So there's yeah. hot dogs and hamburgers and chips and The ice cream machines there. Ice the drink cream machines. machines there. Yeah. Oh, for people with special dietary needs, you make those arrangements ahead of time, and they will have your food ready for you at Castaway Key. Is it the same kind of food, like barbecue picnic-y kind of food, or it does depends. it just depend on what it depends your on what restrictions your need are? Is. Okay. <laughs> They're coming in with escargot. Yeah, that's what I didn't know. That's if all it was we had. Like, <laughs> right. Well, Corey would be thrilled. Lobster. Corey would love that. <laughs> well, Castaway, there's other things to do. I mean, the yeah. teenagers, um, Grace always likes to go bike riding, and, you know, there's other 
more activities. There's that, that big thing out that, in the water, that, like we, slide tower. Yeah. That yeah. was that was where my two younger ones pretty much wanted to be all the time. I guess I should probably just mention for those that may be listening for the first time and don't know, Castaway Key is Disney's own private island. And so all of these elements that we're talking about are run and operated by Disney on this on this island. So it's the most controlled environment as far as ports of call that we go to. So what's it like being in... The Bahamas with your kids. Or- well, you say, don't touch my children, don't braid my children's hair. <laughs> and we don't, I'm not big on the Bahamas. We've been off a couple times there. We, well, I wanted yeah. to, I, I wanted to ask, I mean, continue to talk about Nassau or whatever, but I just wanted to ask, what is, in your own experience, what is the best port of call that you guys have been to with kids? Castaway Key. We, we've never taken yeah. our kids mm-hmm. off of, uh, off the ship at any other port. We, we either put them in the nursery or something because, you know, I, I just, you know, they were in the stroller uh, age and I, I just don't see pushing a stroller around Nassau yeah. or, you know, Cozumel or anything. We, 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 actually, we did. I think we did take them off in Cozumel. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah we, we did take them there, there and they we love the jewelry stores. <laughs> <laughs> All the glass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to St. Martin and St. Thomas with my kids on our cruise and, um, St. Martin wasn't as much of a hit. We we didn't our um our shore excursion got canceled, and so we just went to the beach and you know we enjoyed it and had a good time. But they were hot and hungry and having to walk back and forth to the boat. So there was you know quite a bit that going on yeah. in between. But St. Thomas, uh, they loved it probably because of the shore excursion. We went um, on a pirate ship to this cove where we could see sea turtles. That was a comic experience. Um, (laughs) For my youngest, um, she just loved it, looking at the sea turtles. She just couldn't wait to get in the water um, to the point she jumped in way before all of us, and I thought that the current was going to take her out into the middle of the ocean. I was never going to see her again um, before I was able to jump in myself. my son had a little bit of a more difficult time. He, his mask wasn't working, but and he had to sit in the boat a lot. But um, they still really, really loved that whole experience. But again, I agree with Corey. Castaway Key, hands down. That's yeah. where the kids want to be. And I, and I can't say that there's like a, a general rule of thumb with children. You can't just say that children aren't going to enjoy walking around these ports. But I think... In general, it's probably a wise thing to go with some sort of port adventure or shore mm-hmm, excursion mm-hmm. because it gives some direction to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and you can obviously uh, hone in on what your children are interested in. We exactly. did several excursions um, at Grand Cayman. We did a turtle oh. farm. Mm-hmm. Both the girls enjoyed that. You get in the water, um, little pools with the turtles. You had to hold them, different things. We also went to visit... Um, Hell, I wouldn't recommend that. That was just kind of bizarre. It was a bus to hell. And oh, was, I, was, yeah. I was like, yeah. that was in no. the middle of your sentence. You were no. just no, describing was, how bad this thing was. No, no, the turtle <laughs> bar was amazing. And then um, Costa Maya, we didn't do any excursions there. I had a friend who did um, like Jeep riding Jeeps with their kids, and they was really that when you it. had the baby tiger? That's when we held the baby lion, yeah, yeah baby which lion. probably isn't there for anymore. <laughs> but um, that was fun. But um, Cozumel has a um, a, be- a beach break uh, excursion mm-hmm. that I've had several clients do. And it's like a 25, 30-minute bus ride to this beach area. And there's pools and there's water slides and fun. And I think, what was it, like $72, $62 a person, but lunch is included. And it's kind of a little getaway if you don't enjoy the... You know the shopping. So you kind of have to pay attention to the port adventures of how long it's going to take to get to them because mm-hmm. a lot of them you have to take a bus. And so if your kids are going to be really bored, then you need to take that into account. Yeah. We got off at um, was it Cosm? No, not Cosmel. Where did we go? The Costa Maya. Yeah. Our both of our families went. Well, not your kids. Um, went to the Mayan ruins. And we took our, we didn't have Lydia. We just took the boys. If we would have had Lydia, I don't think we would have taken all of them. But it was quite a while. I don't know. It was maybe an hour. It was a bus long ride. bus it's ride. It's a long ride. Yeah. yeah. And and the the ruins were great, and they loved it, and they really like learning about stuff like that. So they really enjoyed it, and they went back. What to school. What ruins did they take you to? Was it Tulum? No, or? no. That's the that was the really really long excursion. Okay. Yeah, because no, you got to take a ferry and a bus ride. To yeah. That. It was a 
I don't know how you say it, Chalk Chobin or something, yeah. something Was like it that. Chichen Itza no, or something no, like that. Okay, no. that's even further. Um, okay. And so they really enjoyed it. And then they went back to school and were able to tell all about it. And they did a little yeah. report for school oh, and stuff. Cool. But it depends on your kids. Absolutely. I'd and be chasing like, Ferris they up that thing. <laughs> yeah. And so and it, there was a lot of whining yeah. and... It would have been hard to take yeah. younger kids. So it just you really need to look at the shore excursions and see if it's gonna work. Do you for your ever family. do you ever feel limited by any kind of age restrictions or anything like that? Like, oh that would be a cool one, but there's an age restriction. A on lot it? of them start at like age either six or eight. Mm-hmm. And so And I think if there's an age restriction, it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's like you're not gonna wanna be pushing a stroller around ruins. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, it's just the age restrictions there for a reason. Well, it's not going to interest the child unless no. they're like a little Einstein or something that, you know, is going to be all, <laughs> you know, I mean, unless they're very interested in that kind of thing. And in that case, you know your own child mm-hmm. if they're going to be interested in. Another thing to take into consideration is how many children you have. When we went on our shore excursion, it was me and against the three. And it was very difficult for me as a mom who likes to be in controlled situations to feel, (laughs) I felt very out of control. I had one child jumping off the side of the boat before I could get there. And the other one was staying behind and was like, which child do I stay with? And this one's, you know, out like you know, again, in the middle of God's big blue ocean and another one's over here in this cove and this one's still, again, with me in the boat. It was very... Um you just need to stressful take the, it, for it, it you. Was, like. It was. It was a bit stressful. Um, you do have the help of the people that are leading the short yeah, excursion. There's the but added they, stress of being in a place you're unfamiliar with. Well, for one, you yes, know. yes. But uh, and and you do have the help of other people. But again, it comes down to it's your children, and you're the one who's in charge of watching them. So those are some. That's something else to keep in mind when you're picking your short excursion. And you, the cost. Are you yeah. are you outnumbered? <laughs> yeah, and the cost of your excursion. Yep. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it going to be worth your money to do this? Mm-hmm. We always go with, well, I'm not a big, I don't want to spend a lot of money on excursions because I always feel like if it's a bust and we don't like it, then I'm out my money. Yeah. So I always go for the, especially if there's a bunch of you, if, you, if I got all my kids with me, you know, then. It I adds up to, quick. It adds up quick. It does. And it adds a lot to your, you know, bottom, bottom line. Well, this kind of answered my question because I was just thinking to myself, what do you do with kids on an island? I guess that's just my inexperience, but it sounds like you guys are really good at, you know, kind of focusing in on which excursions work for you and which islands you think maybe you can just get away with getting off the ship or not getting off the ship. And it sounds like Castaway Key is by far the clear, and clear can, winner here. You can be contacted on Castaway Key. Like if you leave your kids on the ship, which I've done at many ports, mm-hmm. but they don't have any way to contact you. And I know they're safe. And if there was some problem, it would be taken care of. But still, you, they can't contact you yeah. in any way. And so that's yeah. kind of nerve wracking. So you have to you know, think about that, too. And are your kids going to want to come out of the kids club and right. want to call you? And then you're off, you know, in some port. So... And, and oh, and the, I was going to ask the the kids clubs and the nurseries and all that's all in full swing on other port days, right? Mm-hmm. Not and obviously not on Castaway Day, but right. uh, mm-hmm. yep. on other port days. Um, I don't know if that was the last uh, section we're going to talk about yeah. that one. Uh, I do want to uh, give some tips about uh, cruising with infants and toddlers. I mean, I only have experience with that. Yeah, you know, if they're in that stroller age, try to leave the big big strollers at home. The cruise, is, you know, it's you don't have a lot of space to maneuver. Try the, to get a the like ones a little, that have, you have to put air in the tires. Yeah, those yeah, the side by side. Yeah, uh-huh. leave yeah. those at home. Try to get a little umbrella stroller, something very portable. Um, those elevators are not huge. Um, the uh, they do provide you diaper genies in the room. Also, they uh, like bed rails. They'll provide those for you too. We we needed those for Ferris and Finley. Um, the let your stateroom host know when you come in when they make your room over. They'll have the bed rails all set up. So there's a lot of stuff they'll do for you. But leave the big strollers at home. But bring all your good stuff like the uh, you know formula and wipes. Real it's expensive on the ship. Real quick before we wrap up. Something I probably should have asked from the get-go. You were talking about bed rails, and it just made me think, how do you feel uh, Disney and the different types of staterooms accommodate families with with children? I mean, they it seems to work out all right with you guys. I know it you depends, were saying that it can really. feel crowded sometimes. but It's tight. Well, it just depends on what category you have. Um, yeah. Category 4 or Category 8 are both family, um, deluxe family staterooms. Mm-hmm. One has just a porthole, and the other one has the veranda. Those give you a little bit more room. They give you most of them give you the round tub, I think. Mm-hmm. All of them give you the split bath. Um, 
I think those accommodate well because especially if you've got small children. I recommend for families that have three children, I would, if you can at all swing it, get two staterooms with a connecting door. Mm. Put one, a parent, one parent in each one and split your children up however you feel. Then you can put all your children in one and you and your spouse or partner are in the other stateroom with that door between you that you can leave open but it gives you a little bit more space yeah i always think that's a good idea and also um if you like i was when my kids were when stella was tiny i did not want a balcony just for my own personal peace of mind because i just knew she'd be flying over the edge oh, you know? it's, it's a scary thought <laughs> it's a scary thought i mean you can't go back from that it's a done deal bye you know and for the most part we really didn't use the balcony that much you know, maybe either. like Castaway Key Day, when you kind of go out and you look, yeah. and you know, a few, you know, here and there we'd use it, but for the most part, we didn't use it. It was no. more of a, I hope the kids don't get out. I know. There. First <laughs> yeah. time we had a balcony, and Stella was probably fourth or fifth grade at this point. Open the door, but you sit on the bed and look. Don't go out there. Yeah. You know, so you can yeah. you can see it, but you can't. Don't get the breeze on your face. Your hair's moving. You're too close. <laughs> we had rules. <laughs> Other people, it's okay with that. I mean. It just yeah. depends on your level of comfort, I think. Yeah. The family staterooms have um, the couch. Well, the couch turns into a bed. Then there's a bed that folds down from the ceiling. Yeah. And then there's a Murphy bed, which folds down. Some of them have that, yeah. Right. Not all if, of them do. Depending on what category. And if you don't yeah, need the Murphy on bed. The room, it's not all the okay. same categories have the same. Okay. Have that, yeah. That's a good place to put the pack and play. If mm-hmm. you have a baby, put it in front of the Murphy bed. Yeah. Um, we would not let our younger son sleep on the one that comes down because he sleeps on the floor most nights. He falls out of bed all the time. And so. Yeah. So, but that is an option. You've got that one that folds That's down. That's the one that we had. We had the bed that dropped from the ceiling. My children mm-hmm. loved it. It was really cute. It had. Do they rotate? Who was up there? They, yeah. They yeah. Had that's what we always do. We always rotate. That were you going to sleep on this, Grace? <laughs> Apparently so, because I had to forfeit the bed to you. <laughs> See, we did but, the sofa bed and we did a drop down. We yeah. had uh, the bed rails on each one. So right. Finley stayed up top. Ferris did the bottom one, and then we had the Murphy bed for uh, Julie's sister. And the Murphy bed's not really comfortable. It's packed. We had five people in there. I do have a tip for uh, families in the close quarters of the stateroom. Mm -hmm. Bring a robe. Like, I just avoided a lot of very awkward situations with my 12-year-old son because when I would come out of the very hot, steamy shower, I had my robe. So oh, I'll just make sure that curtain's closed between the two areas. And that's if, good if at I'm night. Showering, you have some separation. If I'm showering, the curtain's closed and you stay over there. But don't go out on the deck. Stay, stay the deck. <laughs> you have a three-foot perimeter you're allowed to go into. Those doors are pretty hard to open, too. They are you can really to lock them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're difficult. Cool. Well, unless anybody has any last-minute stuff they want to add... I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap. Oh, I have up. a question, real quick. Yeah. The kids' clubs. Are you on? You're on main dining, on or if you're on second dining, um, and and you want them to come around during dinner, they'll collect your children. Like at nine o'clock. Like yeah, no. like the Pied Piper will come into the dining room <laughs> and collect all the children, and they follow them out, and it's amazing. Then you're left to dine in peace, or you know, or just a little uh, more quiet, a little more leisurely. Interesting. In the second dining, well. and um, they will. You tell them that you're gonna do that, and they'll serve your child's meal during your appetizer. So that kid is done and out, and you're left to. They come in and collect them, and they just run off with these. <laughs> it's fun. Wish I could do that at breakfast. I know. <laughs> come and collect door to door. We're here for your children. So awesome. I just thought that's a cool, yeah. cool option. Good tip. All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it uh, for this episode. And uh, thank you all for contributing. I hope you guys all had fun uh, watching. And we will see you next week with another episode of The Diz Unplugged. Goodbye.